When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NFL legend Jim Brown is dead at the age of 87. Today, we're going to take a look at the career of Jim Brown here on What the Elf Was That? You're listening to the What the Elf Was That? podcast, an iconoclastic look at the latest Cleveland Browns news. The What the Elf Was That? podcast is part of the Fanatical Elves podcast network, a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Here's your host, Joel Cade. Welcome to the What the Elf Was That? podcast. Today we decided to record a little bit earlier than our normal time just so we could pay homage to the man, the myth, the legend of Jim Brown. And I don't think people really understand how good Jim Brown was at NFL, NFL football. So I thought I would take a few minutes. I don't think this is going to take very long, but I wanted to just take a few minutes and just talk about just how good of an NFL football player Jim Brown was, because I don't think people really understand. So just for today, just for right now, I want to take all the movies the social issues, the concerns with anger and potential domestic violence issues that really need to be addressed when we assess the life of Jim Brown and just kind of put those aside for a minute. And let's just talk about Jim Brown, the football player. Let's take a look at him and what made him so absolutely terrific as a football player that landed him to even to this day in the top 11 rushers of all time. So starting from there, I just want to throw some football numbers out at you for Jim Brown, and then I'll put them in some context of how this compares to other NFL leading rushers. And then we'll talk about the era that Jim Brown played in, just so you get a perspective of just how difficult it would be for Jim Brown to achieve some of this stuff. So Jim Brown was drafted in 1957 as the sixth overall pick by the Cleveland Browns. He rushed for a career total of 12,312 yards. He was, at the time of his retirement, the single season record holder of 1,863 yards rushing. He was the all-time leader for rushing touchdowns total touchdowns now rushing touchdowns was 106 and the total touchdowns was 126 he was the all-time leader in multi-purpose yards at 15,549 Jim Brown did all of this in nine seasons and retired at the age of 29 and some of you may or may not know that he retired early because he was making a film and Art Modell insisted that he come back in time for training camp. And instead of coming back in time for training camp, he decided I'm just going to retire. Jim Brown retired in his prime. His first four seasons in NFL were 12 game seasons. His last five games or last five seasons 
were 14-game seasons. So Brown played in 118 games and rushed for a total of 12,312 yards. He averaged 104 yards rushing per game over a nine-year career. That's right, folks. Over 118 games, he averaged 104 yards rushing. His average yard per rush for his career is 5.2 yards a carry. Over nine years, he had 262 receptions over his career for 2,499 yards for an average of 9.5 yards per catch. Now, I want you to think about this as a running back right now. He rushed for five yards a carry over nine seasons, and he averaged 9.5 yards a catch over nine seasons. He was not simply a rushing running back. He was also a receiving running back. And as I mentioned before, he was the all-time NFL leader in multi-per- in all-purpose yards at 15,549. Now, that's a lot of stats to throw out to you, but let's put it in context just so that you get a sense of where it all fits, okay? So let's just compare Jim Brown's current numbers to the all-time records that are in place because most of Jim Brown's records have been surpassed, gone past, beaten, but I just want to kind of put those in a in a overall context so you understand just how transcendent of a player Jim Brown was. OJ Simpson broke Jim Brown's single season rushing mark in 1973. Simpson, like Brown, actually played in a 14-game season. Now, Simpson rushed 332 times for 2,003 yards for a 6.0 yards per average carry. Now, the year Brown set his record, he played in 14 games, rushed for 291 times, for 1,863 yards for a 6.4 yards per carry average. So if you give Brown the difference between the 332 and the 291, and let's say he can maintain that 6.4 yards rushing, if you equivalent these people, if you give Brown the 41 carries, at the 6.4 yards, 6. yards per carry, he would have rushed for 2,125 yards per carry that season. Meaning, yes, O.J. Simpson broke the record. Yes, he rushed for 2,000 yards. But the effort he had to give far surpassed what Brown had to give to set the record initially. <clears throat> the all-time NFL rushing leader right now is Emmett Smith with 18,355 yards on 4,409 carries. Jim Brown is currently 11th on that list with 12,302 yards on 2,359 carries. 
So quick math will tell you that Emmett Smith had 2,050 more carries in his career than Jim Brown. If you average that out, which I have not, I'm pretty sure Jim Brown is getting more than 6,000 yards on an extra 2,000 carries. And a quick math of five yards a carry over 2,000 yards, that's an extra 10,000 yards rushing. That would put you know Jim Brown at 22,000 yards rushing. <clears throat> not saying that he could have maintained that over a career. I'm just trying to put some things in perspective. When Jim Brown retired, he was the NFL leading rusher after nine seasons. Emmett Smith, the current NFL rushing leader, took 2,050 more rushes than Jim Brown and was on the top. Brown averaged 5.2 yards per carry for his career. The closest to Brown on yards per carry is Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders averaged 5.0 yards per carry. Now, I remember Barry Sanders. I don't remember Jim Brown. And Barry Sanders was electric, and he averaged 5.0. The closest to Barry Sanders, by the way, is Tiki Barber at 4.7 yards per carry, which means Jim Brown, between 1 and 3, is an entire Half yard rushing per carry better. I'm just going to let this all sink in. These are all the of the top 30, 31 NFL rushers. This is where Jim Brown is ranking. He still ranks as the highest yards per carry rusher. Jim Brown had 2,359 carries over his career. This is the second Lowest number of carries of anyone in the top 30 rushers of all time in the NFL. The lowest numbers of carries was by Tiki Barber, who had 2,217 and placed, and he has placed 27th, 27th on the list of the top 30 NFL rushers, as where Brown currently sits at 11th, 11th. Everyone else has had significantly more carries than Brown. We already talked about Emmitt Smith and his 2,000 more carries than Brown and played significantly more games than Brown. For, For example, Jim Brown played in 118 games. Emmitt Smith, the all time NFL rusher, played in 226 games. That is the difference of 108 games or the equivalent of nine NFL seasons on a 14-game schedule. Emmitt Smith played roughly twice Jim Brown's career. Twice Jim Brown's career. 108 games more to get the 6,000 more yards rushing to be number one on the list. Okay? I told you guys this would be a short podcast, so we're coming up on the break. And after the break, we're going to take a look at Jim Brown and the NFL that he played in versus the NFL, say, that Smith played in. And then we'll take a look at the other sports that Jim Brown played and how he did in those sports. So stay tuned. After the break, we'll get back at it. 
And we're back. Thank you guys for tuning in to the special edition of What the Elf Was That podcast. I'm trying to highlight for you guys just how dynamic and just transcendent of a talent that Jim Brown was. We've already talked about how he's played significantly less games, significantly less carries, significantly less attempts than other people have had to rush the football. And yet he still ranks in the top 11. He's currently number 11 in the NFL all-time rushing list. And the people above him have played hundreds of more games than him with thousands of more carries than him. But let's look at what the NFL was in the 1950s and early 60s. Back in the early 50s and the early 60s, the NFL was running a primarily split-back offense. Um, This split-back offense, by the way, became the formation that became the West Coast offense, but nobody back then was throwing the ball in the Joe Montana West Coast offense put together by, um, I won't say George Seifert, but that's not right. Um, It'll come to me later. The primary offense was the split back formation and the wing T. Now, I live in a town where if for some reason they think that the high school has to run the wing T, I don't understand it. It's some outdated, outmoded offense, but it's there. So the wing T basically puts two running backs in the backfield. They have a, a wide receiver lined up in a wing, not excuse me, a tight end lined up in a wing spot. And they run a lot of traps, uh, waggle throw passes a lot of misdirection on the offensive line blocking schemes. Um, And it's primarily a running offense. If this offense gets behind the sticks, they're just screwed. So it's basically a ground and pound kind of situation. You have two tight ends, you have two running backs, and you're just, this is as old school. When people talk about old school football, this is what it is. Defenses in this day were built to stop the run. You typically saw a defensive lineman on every single offensive lineman and and tight end. And then you would have two or three linebackers. So if you're keeping track here, okay, you understand that I'm talking about eight and nine man boxes, meaning they had nine people on the line of scrimmage. That's insane. Nine people in the box. In today's NFL, just for comparison, if you get an eight-man box, NFL teams are afraid to run the ball against an eight-man box. They will look at this and say, okay, you've got eight in the box. Therefore, you only have three people to cover our receivers. We're going to throw the football. If you get a nine-man box in today's NFL, not only are you audibling to a pass play, but you're audibly into a quick pass play because you know you're about to get blitzed and you're going to have more people coming at you than you can defend, you can block. So Jim Brown's offense that he played in was the offense that faced a defense that always and consistently brought more people to attack the offense than the offense could block. There was always a free runner. Okay. This means that there was always somebody coming at the running back who was unblocked in this NFL. Jim Brown averaged 5.2 yards a carry. He averaged 9.5 yards of reception. 
for his career. Not like he did it over one season. This was his career numbers. There were seasons he averaged 6.4 yards rushing. Jim Brown, against nine-man boxes, rushed for five yards a carry. That's insane, people. It's just insane to think about it. So over his career, Jim Brown reestablished and defined what the NFL running back is. And had he played longer, had he played, you know, in a different style of NFL, we don't know what he would be, but we do know that he was a man amongst boys in the NFL. He literally ran over people. Just get a highlight reel out and you can see what this looked like. And he's doing it against defenses that were designed to sell out to stop him. And they still could not stop him. That's how good Jim Brown was. But he wasn't just good at football. And some of you may know these stories. Jim Brown, when he went to college, lettered in four sports. Four sports And when he was in college. He lettered in football, basketball, track, and lacrosse. Now, those who've seen Jim Brown play lacrosse swear that Jim Brown was the greatest player to ever play lacrosse. Period. He is the GOAT of lacrosse. In fact, Brown was so dominant in lacrosse that the rules were changed in an attempt to try to scale him back. And the rule was changed that when the player has the ball, I think it's called a ball, I don't know anything about lacrosse, that the stick that they have in their hands has to be in constant motion one way or another while they're running. And that restricts their ability to run. Now, currently in lacrosse, there is no such rule. So after Brown left the game of lacrosse, they decided it was okay to change the rules back that they had changed simply to address how good Jim Brown was at lacrosse. It comes as no surprise that Jim Brown is in the lacrosse hall of fame and is considered to be the goat of lacrosse, including in his time as college, Jim Brown was in the ROTC, which means he was in the reserve officer training corps and was commissioned as a second Lieutenant and continued his time in the United States Army as a reserve officer after graduating from college. So he's doing ROTC, four sports, gets drafted sixth overall in the NFL draft, is considered the greatest lacrosse player to ever play the game. Jim Brown is just a different level of human being as an athlete. And that's what I want to go to next. You know... Keep it right here on Jim comparisons. Jim Brown is one of those people that makes you wonder, is he another breed of humanity? The Greek, the ancient Greeks, if you read the Iliad and the Odyssey, called some of these people demigods. And the Hebrews in the in the early parts of the Bible in the Old Testament called them the Anunnaki, the giants. You know, there's always been these kind of human beings that are just like transcendent. You look at the average human being and you look at this person, you think, is that a human? Like, how can humans do that? Like, Miles Garrett is one of these people. You just look at him and you're like, that's that, like, that's just not the way humanity works. 
You shouldn't be that big, that fast, that strong, able to do those kinds of things, bend that low that almost defies gravity for Miles Garrett. He's just one of those athletes that just transcends what it means to be an athlete. Jim Brown is one of those players. He was just physically and athletically on a completely different level. You know, they're average, normal human beings. Then there are these people that you think, oh my gosh, they must be from another planet. That's how good they are at these sports. So quick podcast. There we go. Um, Just wanted to kind of hit just how good Jim Brown was as a football player. You know, there's Jim Brown at running back. Then there's pretty much everyone else. And it takes everyone else more carries, more games, more receptions to outdo what Jim Brown did in such a little time. And it's sad that he retired at the height of his career. So we never know what he could have truly done should he have decided to stay in the NFL. So Jim Brown, we're going to miss you. I'm privileged enough that we had a chance. My family and I had a chance to meet you um, when you were unveiling the statue. Uh, Appreciate everything you've done for the NFL, for the Cleveland Browns. Um, This is a eulogy in all sense of the words in terms of, you know, the Greek meaning to speak good words. There is more to be said about the life of Jim Brown. The things that he kind of, the movies, the the social justice issues, his personal issues with anger and and uh, things in his personal life. Um, there's more to be said, but I thought there would be room just to hear what kind of a transcendent athlete this man was. So thank you for listening. Have a great evening, everybody. And always remember, listen to What the Elf Was That? Thank you for listening to the What the Elf Was That? podcast. Please like, subscribe, and tell all your friends to give a listen. You can follow host Joel Cade on Twitter at The Left Guard. 